Hello everyone and welcome to the Bart DZ podcast. It is uh, January 7th, 2021. Um, Happy New Year to everybody out there. And um, it has been quite a while since I uh, did an episode. Um, And that's largely been because of school and uh, of course the equipment malfunctions, which I talked a bit about on that previous episode. But I've got, you know, some things worked out. Uh, I got a new microphone. It's a uh, Audio-Technica. I'm not sure exactly what model. But it's uh, one of their USB mics, and it's pretty good. Uh, just picks up a lot of background noise, so you may hear uh, more background stuff than usual. But it's uh, it's getting the job done, so that's good. And... Um, but yeah, you know, this this last little semester I was uh, teaching and also taking um, a full schedule of classes, like four classes for a grad student, which is definitely a lot. Um, I just didn't really have much choice but to fill, you know, like take those classes. That's just what my advisor scheduled for me. And um, it... Uh, I don't know. All I know is I can't um, take that many classes again, but it was, uh, I still learned a lot about writing over the semester. And um, yeah, so that was cool, you know. I'm going to light this little joint here. It's uh, some of the sour, sour berry blue, which I grew my last grow. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, I thought I was planning to start off the episode kind of talking about my day, but somehow that feels a little bit, uh, artificial. Uh, I will say that this is being recorded day after um, Trump supporters stormed the Capitol and took it over for a little while. And I've just been watching the news and all the fallout from that. And uh, as I'm sure you know, not only did a, a woman die in her 30s getting shot during that that siege, but Also, I found out today a cop was killed from some sort of injuries. Crazy times. Um, It's a crazy time to be living in America. I think people need to chill out more, but... You know, everything... It's easy to start naming solutions when you're... You know, when you're on the other side of, of the, of what's going on, but, you know, maybe these are things that need to happen, you know, I don't know, um, certainly a lot of, uh, building tensions in this country, but I don't really want to talk about that stuff, I mean, it's, um, it won't get me anywhere, it might be more fun to talk about that if I had a guest or something like that. But, um, 
yeah, you know, I, I'm here and I guess life has been, um, it's been pretty average, you know, the, since the last episode I've, I've been, um, staying really busy and, um, being productive and everything, but I think my life has lacked a little bit of joy. Maybe it's just too much, uh, loneliness from the isolation of the pandemic or whatever, but yeah, you know, it just, uh, it's been lonely times around here for sure. I guess I'm just glad I have a lot to do because then I'd be probably going pretty insane. <clears throat> but I'm just trying to, you know, keep my wits about me. Understand that, uh, all this negativity will, will pass at some point. I'm sure and uh yeah you know it's it's a pretty quiet night here at the trailer i've just been like i said watching some youtube videos and uh, just doing chores around the trailer basically you know um nothing really exciting going on uh in my life maybe you could say but i am optimistic because I, I'm trying to change that about my life and have it try to make it more fulfilling and I think I just have a, a better idea of where I want to go uh, in the future in my life I just I know you know what I guess you could say it's like an epiphany I've had lately and I won't go into why I came to this epiphany or how but you know there's there's a lot behind it, but anyway, I just feel like I need to become a more uh, well-rounded person, uh, and I'm I'm starting to just understand the value of that, and beginning to realize in what ways I'm not a well-rounded person at the moment, and because uh, I think I just had I was clueless as how to be that, and maybe didn't even realize it was something that's important. Um, it's kind of like if you're uh, listening to like your favorite band on us on like the radio, uh, you know, depending on uh, how the recording of that band was made, um, you know, there may be certain instruments in the mix that are, are louder than others, or there's, you know, um, instruments that weren't recorded clearly. Like, uh, to give an example, uh, one, one band a lot of people love is the Misfits, uh, you know, Glenn Danzig and all the other guys, you know, the pop, very popular punk band from the, uh, eighties. And, uh, you know, they have all these awesome songs, a whole discography of great songs, but, the recordings, you know, if you're honest, were pretty terrible on a lot of them, and they're just like, um, it just sound like someone flipped on a tape deck, or, you know, or some old reel-to-reel, -reel or something like that, and just, like, hit record, and didn't even, like, adjust any audio on anything, and then you just have this kind of muddy, lo-fi sort of, um, track, and there's, 
there is sort of a nostalgia locked up in in that lo-fi sound it is really really neat but sometimes i just wish i could hear those old misfits songs in like um more of just like a well-balanced audio or something that's just mastered a little better recorded a little more clearly um just you can feel a little bit more umph you know and like the bass and um maybe hear the guitar amps chugging a little bit better uh like maybe it could be cooler if the guitars sounded more like the uh, later danzig albums but just you know obviously with less metal less of a metal sound but um yeah that's just uh you know but going back to what i, I was the main point um like the like misfits old misfits recordings are like an example so it's not well balanced um mostly hearing the vocals and the, the thrashing guitar you can't hardly hear anything else but it's like um maybe that's what you know being around me has been like to other people like there's this theme and there's this interesting sort of um curiosity going on you know but there's like a, there's such a there's no mastering and um you know uh maybe i would have more healthy relationships with other people if uh, i just balanced out certain areas of my life like um, the past few years has been like super gung-ho about becoming a writer and getting better at writing but um i start to wonder like how would things be different um if I, you know, focused on, on other things too and made sure other things were balanced, like I, it's really easy to, um, I wouldn't say it's easy, but you can, you know, like sacrifice almost all of your time to like focus on one goal. Like if you ever seen that movie, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, where like guy basically has spent his entire life, um, just making sushi. So he's like a master at it and you pay like, uh, something like what was it like a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars to uh just eat at this sushi restaurant in japan and uh yeah i think that's what i mean i guess that's a good example of someone focusing their energies but you know i don't want my life to just be like writing um especially because there's like a million other writers out there and you could be um, reading anybody, you know, and um, I don't care who you are. Like there's so many writers out there. There's no way you're just going to follow one writer around or I don't know. You, I think as a writer, you're lucky if um, you get a person to just spend like a couple minutes with you reading you know a flash fiction you wrote or just like the opening first page of your story if you can just you know rope in a another human for just like a, a little bit i mean you've had some some air of success uh i think so that's what um i think about being a well-balanced person and I, like the other things in life i could be doing better i think are uh taking care of like you know my um social life a little more 
and like my actual personal physical health and my finances, you know, I think those are three things that could really um, be boosted in the EQ, if you know what I mean. Uh, and maybe even turn turn down the writing thing just a little bit, but um, still devote as much time as I can to it, you know, being I'm trying to pursue goals, you know, I'm trying to graduate with an MFA and hopefully have a publishable book before too long. Um, And I, I feel like, you know, even though this, sem this last semester just felt like a deluge of um, a lot of kind of busy work and emails and it just seemed to never stop. Like I barely got any sleep um, and I'll, I'll talk more about that later, but I, uh, I did learn a heck of a lot about just writing and from in ways you wouldn't expect, you know, from like, from just reading the like students' papers and having to grade them, and also um, like reading. I I um, was an editor for Southwester, and one of the ways I contributed um, to the magazine for the class was to. Uh, so this was part of a class and uh, I spend the majority of my energy uh, reviewing um, submissions so I uh, well I did other things too like some editing and, and whatnot I uh, did spend a great deal of time like going over submissions for Southwester for the new new issue and you know they're they're trying to take things in a like I say we maybe you know I guess I'm still not cause currently I'm not an editor there but uh, I think uh, we this last semester spent a lot of time um, trying to make the the magazine feel like a more uh, welcome space for like a more diverse audience and you know I feel like I can talk about that because you know it's it's not it's something that's already been announced but. Uh, I thought that was really cool, and so it was fun to be a part of that. Um, but anyway, so I learned a lot about revision this last semester, even in my workshop. It's what I just—it just seemed to be like the theme, and uh, I'm starting to develop more of a, a love for the uh, revision part of it, just because um, you know in the past I struggled finding the joy in it and the time also to go to it but now I'm just um, it's like there's it's all there's left for me to do with uh, fiction in the current time like um, uh, it's like I've I've shored up every other aspect of my writing in the time I've spent trying to become like a fiction writer but uh, now like the only hill to climb is like the uh, just getting better revision you know, I think that is like uh, maybe a final step to becoming the type of writer who uh, publishes more and is more publishable. Because if you're not revising, then you, you know you're leaving your story in a state where it's uh, not really having the effect that you want it to have. And 
uh, yeah so I don't have any you know deeper insights than that I am drinking uh, some oatmeal stout from oh, I can't remember Samuel Smith's it's pretty uh pretty old school I'd, maybe not necessarily my first choice but I just uh, I was so busy today that I didn't have time to go to uh, I don't know a more favorable store for beer so I ended up going to um, kind of a, a last resort choice and their best uh, beer on hand without having to buy a whole six pack was uh, some oatmeal stout from uh, Samuel Smith's and it's winter time and I'm more prone to drinking the stouts in the winter uh, I like that thick sort of uh, grain burnt grain taste with you know and it's like extra filling because it's thicker thicker malt and uh, yeah you know like I thought about stopping and getting a taco or something while I was in town uh, but you know the more I thought about the fact I was gonna come back here and drink a stout I was like well why even bother because if I eat the taco, I might not feel like drinking the stout afterwards because uh, they'd fill you up that much, you know. It's like it's like eating a meal, and you know, I ate some chips and some makeshift nachos when I got back here, but um, and I was still feeling hungry after that. But after you know, now that I'm drinking this, I don't feel hungry. really nice it feels like um like it's healthy like i was talking to the cashier as i was leaving she was like oh i'm thinking about trying that one like is that pretty good and i was like yeah and i really like it it's thicker and blah 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 and i um i said something like uh you know i, I like this one or she was started talking about this other one and i was like yeah i like this one though because i feel like you know since it's got oatmeal in it it's um at least kind of healthy and she sort of laughed but it's trying to be serious i mean uh you know i feel like the uh, oatmeal in here is does make it like a fairly healthy drink um probably a lot of people don't think as a beer as a healthy drink but uh from what i've heard you know obviously i don't i'm not trying to tell you that like um miller light or like PBR is healthy for you but this is darker stuff like you know oatmeal stout or uh, old rasputin or whatever you know imperial stout is uh, I think it's healthy for you if you just drink it in moderation if you just guzzle a bunch of it down I mean you're probably going to be gaining some weight but uh, I think you know a little bit here now you know in the winter time when it's cold like it just makes me feel stronger and like I have some power and uh, like I'm getting some nice like you know whatever vitamins grains give you I feel like I'm I'm getting at least some of that but one thing I wanted to expand upon 
was how I was talking about how I, like, I barely got any sleep this semester, and, you know, some people, when they hear that, like, you're not sleeping very much, they'll almost have, like, an overreaction, like you're trying to torture yourself or something, but, um, there's also another consideration that, you know, could be made, which is that, like, I don't necessarily have a choice, which is the truth, and, uh, like, um, I really could have just not slept at all, hardly, you know, like, well, I mean, I barely did, but I could have tried to s bypass sleep altogether, but I just felt like, you know, for one thing, that's difficult, but also, uh, that I feel like that, like, lowers your immune system, and I didn't want to, uh, have a lowered immune system while there's a pandemic going on, so... Yeah, I chose to sleep uh, about maybe two or three hours a night if that was possible. And uh, so, but I, I realized, you know, and it's it's maybe been something I've done for a little while, which is like when I tend to get busy, which is always when I'm in school, um, I end up doing this thing where I'll go to sleep early at night, like around nine or 10, but then wake up at like midnight or 1am and then get up and do a bunch of schoolwork for a few hours or I'll clean the house for a few hours or, um, yeah, do something like that. And then go back to sleep like around like, you know, four or five in the morning, like just before the sun comes up and get another couple hours of sleep, and, uh, I didn't realize it, but, you know, um, and that's just something I did on and off, you know, like I said, mostly when I'm in school, and when I'm out of school, I try not to do that, I try to go with the circadian rhythm, where you just, you know, sleep in one block of sleep at night, I feel like that's what, you know, normally what you, we should be doing, uh, and, but it's like, so the other day I was, uh, it's been a couple of weeks back. I was listening to NPR just driving home and they did an interview with this, uh, woman who'd done some research and, um, she had, I don't know, written some kind of book or something, uh, talking about how, just talking about like how hu human sleep schedules. And she was mentioning that a long time ago before, like pre-industrial age, uh, that this kind of sleep schedule that I have, like that's that's how people slept back then, and I had to laugh for a second because like it almost didn't surprise me at all that that's how people worked before pre-industrial age. Because she goes on to explain that um, at least in the interview she mentioned that like that's just how things were before you had like workers rights and people started to think more about you know I guess what really pushed workers rights was availability of work and and higher pay and competition because you know hey if this employer isn't treating you right then you can just go to this other employer um, and then you had unions start to form and that's what brought along like you know um more like more of a um 
a desire to have like a, a one block of sleep at night and want you know have it more be like that you just have this large block of time where you're off of work but back in the pre-industrial age you know they would do shit like like me would go to sleep at nine or ten you know wake up a few hours later two or three hours later and then go work at a job or do a bunch of chores around the house like that and uh it's just it's crazy because it's the way i use that schedule is to basically just squeeze every possible amount of work out of the day because if you don't do it that way then somewhere around so say you go to sleep around 11 p.m your overall energy is going to be pretty sapped around uh you know come nine o'clock or so and you're not going to get much done in those last two hours so i guess what the pre-industrial age individual is thinking is that like um I'm just going to go to sleep a little bit early because I'm not, I don't have enough energy to do any work anyway. So I'm just going to sleep for a while, wake up a little bit later, all energized again, work for a few more hours. And then since that's going to burn me out, I'll go back to sleep for another couple hours and then wake up and do my day. And um, Probably to some people listening, it sounds like, totally awful and it basically is but it does have the effect of squeezing every possible amount of work um into your day so that can be good i guess if you're being productive or i don't know if you're just like always on the knife's edge of poverty you know and you got a big family and you live in you know the uh like industrial England in the you know 1800s or whatever I'm sure it's I mean, you're a lot more likely to uh, to have that kind of schedule you know if you need every penny every dollar and you're barely getting by it's sad to think about people who do actually like spend their whole lives working but I, I feel like the people who do that they either want to spend their whole life working so they don't they find comfort in work or they're just being forced to like basically being enslaved by someone who's just threatening bodily harm or bodily harm to others you know to that person's family members or something i mean you have the uh we all know about like north korea and the work camps they have where if you kind of screw up out out in the world and like one of your neighbors reports you you can just be basically taken your whole family can be taken and thrown into like a work camp and i've just watched documentaries on that and uh, it's it's different you know um they're a very different country over there kind of been out of the news lately i wonder how they feel about that they've I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say how anyone feels about anything right now because everyone's also dealing with COVID-19. And yeah, that was my rap about uh, pre-industrial age. Sleep schedules is just interesting to me. I don't necessarily recommend it, but uh, it's funny to me that that's uh, that's how people used to do it.
and uh, I don't really, um, I don't know that I have much, you know, beyond that. I guess, uh, you know, I didn't read anything. I could read uh, maybe a little piece of like a story and just kind of talk about it. I should also mention that I've already tried to record this episode like three times. But uh, each time I did it, I just really didn't like how it turned out. One time I just didn't have the right setting on Audacity to where my microphone was plugged in and just like, got recorded on my computer mic, which didn't sound as good. And um, the other couple times I was just, I feel like I was being too negative and venti or yeah, I just didn't, just didn't end up with a good taste in the end. And uh, I think I just want to change how go about the podcast I think in the past uh, it's been just easy for me to fall into complaining or like venting and I think that just comes with being new to uh, podcasting and not I don't know maybe not having other places I can vent that or you know push that energy into but I think more and more I I do now and um, I think I'm just gaining more of an understanding about how to process um like negative energy or uh, negative thoughts or just complaints about life. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't want my life to be comprised of thoughts like that. I think in our age, it's really easy to be negative because there's so much negativity on like social media you hear people complain about it so much that um, you almost wonder, like, how can Facebook or all that still be a thing? I mean, I mean, Instagram really isn't that bad. I know it's like owned by Facebook or whatever, but it doesn't seem as uh, negative as, as Facebook. There's just something about the format and maybe the algorithms that just. Uh, turn it into just like a swamp of negativity but uh there it it is useful for some things like sharing art and i don't know i think like sharing like public announcements but people do like to vent about politics a lot and i just think there's too many individuals who kind of just like regurgitate or echo narratives that are just in like I don't know just like on the news networks or uh, it's like I want to use the word like parroting like it sounds like parroting sometimes when you've just heard like you know the same old uh, (coughs) excuse me the same old uh kind of like um, call out of the right or the left or like you know name any political figure it's just uh, at this point it feels a lot more like um, like parroting sounds like like animal sounds than actual like articulated human thoughts um, 
don't, and I know I'm being vague, but I just don't want to go into specific examples, really. Uh, but it is an interesting setting. I mean, uh, we have um, it's an interesting backdrop. We just had the all the Trump supporters storm the the Capitol building, and like the narrative with Trump changes so much that. You know, once you, it's like, um, like I don't, I don't subscribe to the left or the right. Um, I used to vote mostly Democratic, but I just, I feel more alienated by the left these days. So I'm, I'm more, I'm just like a, I like, I think of myself as a free agent and just try to, just vote for individuals who I feel like are are trustable or, I don't think any of them are trustable, but just anyone who may have a good idea or just like. A, something that seems like it'll progress society um, because I think if you're not if you're just voting with your tribe or or because you like someone's last name or what party they're with like I think it's uh, you're just selling yourself short you know and I think um, you probably lack an interest in politics you know which some of us just don't have an interest in, in things like that, I think. But, um, you know, like watching politics is fun. You know, all the, uh, it's like a lot at stake, you know. Um, even all like the weird like little speeches and uh, what do you call it? Like, um. A gaffe or, or something like a, a politician just says something really crazy and then it goes viral or whatever it's uh, it's to me it's like uh, I have to appreciate it from the perspective of you know a writer or someone who's um, interested in the arts so like I see it as this like narrative that's out there and it's it's like theater um, except there's real world consequences and some people like really high stakes consequences and you know like what Trump or someone you know in Congress decides on in, in Washington uh, can affect me all the way out here in you know Carbondale but uh, a lot of times I just feel removed from it all I'm I'm not enough I don't think I have enough money to be you know, of interest to the government and um but I don't know, I have my I don't know what trying to point I'm trying to make there, but uh I just wanna say I'm you know, I'm interested in, in the political process and um it's it's obvious to me not everyone is and um that's okay, but I think there's nothing wrong with educating yourself and um so I mean ear to the ground but like uh I don't know I, I guess that wasn't really a thought that was meant to um work towards some kind of epiphany that's all I really had to say about that I feel um I feel like I have to be quiet it's so quiet in my trailer uh As you know, I have a um, 
medical cannabis card in Illinois. I'm a medical patient and I grow my own medicine, uh, as I think anyone should who has the medical card. But uh, my uh, lights for my veg, little veg room came on, so I'm gonna, gonna go look at my plants, see if there's uh, maybe anything I can do before I go to bed. It's already past midnight, midnight here. It's been a long day of doing a lot of things. Before I go, I'll tell you a quick story. I actually had what's probably for a delivery driver you know, I work Uber Eats part-time just for supplemental income. I just one of the things I do here. And uh, I, uh, I know to make a long story short, I just, I was in town. I took a delivery to this place in uh, the residential area in Carbondale. And yeah, as I got out, I mean, uh, I was just, I'm just so distracted right now in life because I've my so many pots on the stove and um excuse me that beer's coming up um so many like different pots on the stove and my mind is constantly racing and it just feels like life is moving at warp speed basically and i um I got super distracted on this one delivery as I think I had some McDonald's. Yeah, it was a big bag of McDonald's that I took to this house and I got out and as I, uh, I walked up these steps and on this little concrete sort of patio and, you know, the instructor said, leave it on the table and just leave it outside basically. And, um, as I look over to my right, I see my car inching forward and I just had a total, Oh shit moment because I realized I didn't put my car in park and so I'm maybe 10 or 15 feet away from it up a little flight of stairs not a whole flight but like a few stairs and so I just I don't think I even dropped the bag of food or anything I just immediately ran towards the car and um I tried to do it really fast like just one motion and my car actually first it was moving really slowly like I barely noticed that it was moving um then I immediately like ran started running back towards the car and uh like it was it started to move faster and um if I hadn't caught it in time it, it basically yeah like I, I mean I jumped in of course and um which I almost like couldn't do like it was really started to move faster as I got actually got to the car and I think I still had the bag of McDonald's man I just like jumped in like dived into the car basically and um hit the brakes just turned to put it in park and uh I was just, just my first reaction was just like extreme embarrassment I was just like oh my god I hope I didn't the person didn't see that just happen because I mean I almost drove you know let the car drive into that person's house and that could have easily messed up not only my car but like their house basically it could have disrupted the foundation or whatever and um i was just so glad i got to it in time it just uh it really rattled me though rattled my nerves pretty bad you know i um uh, i dropped it off and you know 
that was the end of it there, but it's just like uh, one of those deliveries you drive away from and you're just like, uh, man, what the fuck was that? Um, so that's a little story for you there to uh, close things out. I guess I didn't read anything. Maybe we'll read... Uh, Read a little excerpt from uh, a story called uh, A Leaf from the writer Brian Washington, who seems uh, like he's gaining a lot of popularity out there in the writing world right now, which is awesome because he seems like a great writer. And uh, this is from his short story collection, Lot. And. Uh, yeah so this is a this is that this is a story a leaf from lot just before they slept together for the final time and before aja's lover was tossed by her husband our neighborhood diplomat onto the concrete curb outside their apartment complex and then choked by that same man with his bare hands in front of an audience of street lights the corner store, Joquin, La Niche, Isabella, Big A, and the Haitian neighbors. James asked Aja to tell him a story. It didn't have to be true. Before all that, we watched them meet in the market, and then wherever they could run into each other. They hadn't spoken yet, hadn't swapped a single syllable, but we watched them meet in the laundromat. We watched them meet at the corner store. We watched them meet on the sidewalk, a quarter mile from the Dollar Tree. They touched eyes, talking, taking out the trash on MLK Boulevard. Aja watched from her window as he parked his car, and she imagined her white boy looking right back at her. She imagined him calling our girl down, sticking his shitty blue Honda in neutral, and launching it straight down I-10, or straight up I-10, or anywhere that wasn't the sill she'd perched on for years. We watched them bloom like an opera, a telenovela, the sunrise. Yeah, cool story, um, or cool intro, I should say. I'm not, obviously didn't read the whole story. Uh, it goes on for few more pages uh, but it's just an interesting story told in um, first person plural you know like the we and it's this um, you know you see more and more as the as like the story progresses just how like omniscient that third or that uh, first person plural point of view is like the the speaker seems to know like a lot about like more than a person should know about like this this couple this um love triangle like um you really don't hear a lot about the um i think it's uh, i think they're married right the husband that gets like cheated on basically but um you mostly hear about like the two the two lovers um the secret lovers and but you hear details about their 
particular relationship that um, really would be impossible for even one of the neighbors to know. I mean, we kind of assume that the speaker is one of the neighbors, uh, but it, this speaker seems to know things that like a, another person wouldn't know. You'd only know it if you were inside that person's, like Aja's head. But uh, so that's what was cool to me about that story. And it's just written really well. Um, there's some really nice lines in there that were fun to read. And I hope you enjoyed that too. So that was uh, sh the intro to the short story, A Leaf, from the uh, collection Lot from uh, Brian Washington. A writer out of uh, Houston. Most of the stories take place in Houston. I think they all do, actually. And uh, it will really change your perspective about that city and for, I mean for me I just don't didn't really have m many points of reference because I just I've never been there and uh, it's it just uh, Brian Washington paints it in such a way that it's um, you really feel this like really um, depth of culture in that environment which I think is pretty cool and that's uh, all I have for you on this episode. Hopefully it uh, recorded and there's no like last minute blunders here. So I got to record it uh, for the 37th time. But uh, now maybe it's now maybe I can finally move on to n the next episode. So that's awesome. I'm going to kind of close things down here. There's a couple more things I got to do before I go off to the dmt dream world of sleep but um it's been fun hanging with you here and i'll be back before too long with the uh, next episode and i think we're going to take a little <clears throat> side path through some conversations about cannabis because it's one of the main themes of this show but we haven't really focused any episodes on it um just because i've just been kind of getting the getting my sea legs under me, you know, my podcasting sea legs. And for all I know, I'm not even going to, you know, do this podcast much longer and maybe I'll start a new podcast or just a totally different hobby. But for now, I'm just trying to enjoy it. So I hope you enjoyed listening to me. It's, uh, hanging out in my trailer, talking into a microphone and, um, it feels a little crazy, but sometimes, you know, I kind of like, uh, sense the audience or I really just I think I try to imagine the audience who could be listening or who I imagine may be listening and I feel like I can talk to those people or a lot of times I think we're talking to like somebody we wish was listening or we imagine like our ideal audience member I think that's true for any art you know so Hopefully you are my ideal, I mean, you're all my ideal uh, audience members, so I'm just happy you hung out with me tonight, so maybe you should uh, get some sleep too, um, if it's the end of the night for you, and uh, I'll catch you next time, so see you later, everybody.